Shulchan Al-Kharab, we are in Simon Shintes. We begin Halacha Zayin, section 309. We begin the seventh Halacha. In the previous Halacha, we discussed certain leniencies if uh, a coin was on a pillow. Um, in the first case was a rock that was placed on a barrel of wine. And it was a person forgot to take it off before Shabbos. So, following the guidelines mentioned, um, one, one in certain cases could tilt the barrel so the stone will fall off or shake out the pillow so the coins will fall off. Now, the Altarebbe qualifies. All the above applies when one forgot to remove the forbidden objects. In other words, even if one intentionally placed the forbidden object on the permitted object having in mind to remove it before Shabbos forgot to do so, he may still follow the leniencies mentioned in the previous subsection. Okay. But if a person put the forbidden objects on the permitted objects intentionally during the week with the idea that they should remain there on Shabbos as well. So then he is forbidden uh, even to tilt or shake out the barrel or the pillow. This restriction applies whether one needs the place of the barrel or the pillow or whether one needs the barrel or the pillow themselves. In other words, to take out wine from the barrel or to lie on the pillow. The rationale is that the barrel and the pillow became a base for a forbidden object and became forbidden like it. So, like the forbidden article itself, the, ba- the barrel and the pillow may not be re- uh, moved at all, even if they are merely tilted or shaken so that the forbidden article falls off. Okay? And uh, the most common example is putting the Shabbos candles on a tray or on a table. So now the tray or the table becomes the base for the Shabbos candles. Okay? Now, even if the person did not intend that the forbidden article remain on the permitted article the entire Shabbos, but only at the commencement of Shabbos. In other words, he intended that the forbidden article remained there until uh, only after Bein HaShemashas, uh, which is the twilight period. Um, and then he would remove it from the permitted object by shaking it off. That thought is not at all effective in enabling him to move the article, nor even to shake it off as he originally intended. Since the barrel of the pillow became the base for forbidden article Bein HaShemashas, when Shabbos first begins, they become muksa for the entire Shabbos. And his intent is not effective in enabling the forbidden articles uh, to become permitted to be moved. We should note, however, that Tehillah Ledovid says that if the barrel has a faucet, its wine may be removed via the spigot, even if the barrel is deemed muksa. Okay, there are authorities who maintain that the barrel or the pillow do not become basis for a forbidden article unless the person intended for the stone or the coins to remain there for the entire Shabbos. If we intended to remove them from there in the middle of Shabbos, whether via a non-Jew or by shaking them off, so then the barrel and the pillow never became a bus as a base for the forbidden articles, not even at Knesset of Shabbos at the commencement of Shabbos. Um, they never became forbidden to, re- to be moved and they did not become books for the entire Shabbos. Therefore, if the person changed his mind, even when Shabbos first started and decided to tilt the barrel or shake out the pillow if he required the barrel or the pillow themselves or to move them as is uh, with the stone or the coins on them, he should, uh, should he need the place they occupy, he's permitted to move them as is the law regarding one who forgets. However, even according to this view, if he did not intend to remove the stone or the, or the coins from the barrel or the pillow by shaking it off, via non-Jew, but rather intended to move the barrel or the pillow in the midst of the Shabbos with the stone or the coins on them to another place via non-Jew or via Jew. When he would require that space, their space, his intent is not at all effective in altering their status. The rationale is that even in the new place, the stone and the coins will still be resting on the barrel and the pillow, and hence there as well, the barrel and the pillow are considered a base 
for the stone and the coins. Concludes the Alter Rebbe, via Iker Fundamentally, Allah follows the first opinion, nevertheless, in a Bamakim uh, Hefzid, in a situation where a loss might occur, one may rely on the second opinion. For example, let's say, if a candle fell on the table, as explained in section 277, subsection 6, and near the Alter Rebbe writes, there are authorities who maintain that the object on which a Shabbos lamp rests is not considered as a base for a forbidden object unless the person's intent was for the lamp to remain on that object for the entire Shabbos. If by conscious intent was to have a non-Jew remove it after the onset of Shabbos, or to shake it off himself, or to move it in some other non-ordinary manner, then, if the lamp employs a beeswax candle or the like, it is permitted to shake it off. So one may rely on their words and act leniently when there is a loss involved, for example, a beeswax candle or the like that was on the table toppled onto the table, causing concern that the table itself would burn. One may shake the table and have the candle fall off it while it was still day. On Friday, uh, one had the intent to remove it from the table on Shabbos via non-Jew or by carrying it in a non-ordinary manner. So today we discussed that if a person uh, put a forbidden object on a permitted object intentionally during the week and he had the mind for it to stay there on Shabbos, even if According to the first opinion, even if he did not intend to stay the entire Shabbos, but, but, but during Shabbat Shemashas, so the uh, permitted object becomes a base. Second opinion says that if he intended to take it off during Shabbos, it would not become a base, and we can rely on that in time of great need, like if a candle falls onto a table to prevent it from burning. This concludes today's share.